Welcome to the Unstoppable Grit Podcast, where we dive into the mindset shifts and practical tools to help you break through the roadblocks standing between you and achieving your goals. I'm your host, Danielle Kobo, a former Fortune 500 senior sales manager who spent 15 years in the medical device industry and now the best-selling author of the book, Unstoppable Grit. Think of this podcast as your go-to source for career advice and burnout prevention strategies to help you build a career and life you love. Now let's get started. Do you feel stuck in a rut, running through the motions of your daily routine without real purpose or direction? Are you longing for something more in life? If so, this episode is for you. In this episode, we discuss identifying and using your passions and talent to create a meaningful life that brings you joy and purpose. We'll also discuss obstacles that may arise when pursuing your dream and how to overcome them with courage and determination. Whether you're looking to advance your career, pursue a creative passion, or live a more fulfilling life, This episode will inspire and motivate you to take action and make your dreams a reality. Today's guest is Larry Long Jr., founder and CEO of LLJR Enterprises, which focuses on business and sales motivation, inspiration, and most importantly, transformation. He is the host of the weekly midweek midday motivational minute and the author of Jolt. Hey, Larry, I am excited to have you on the podcast today. We both come from a sales background and you've had a lot of success in your sales career. Will you please share with our listeners where you started and what's kind of led to your success? Oh, wow. Danielle, i happy to be here, but I started selling at the age of 10 when my sister was born. I was the only child and essentially all the attention was going to her. So I had to learn how to tap dance and get it. That, that, that's not real. But essentially selling my first career was making 150 ice cold calls to accounting firms, CPA accounting firms, a lot of hangups, a lot of rejection. And the key to one of the keys to my success was really having an optimistic, positive attitude, even in the face of striking out. So it's been quite the journey, quite the adventure sometimes misadventure, but I love sales. I believe we're all selling. There is no doubt if anyone wants to be successful in sales, you have got to have an optimistic approach to life because there is going to be constant setbacks. There's going to be constant no's that you're going to hear. And it really takes a lot of resilience and grit and courage to have a sustainable career in sales. And I like what you said, which is, We are all in sales because even if you're in customer service, your approach in sales is retaining the customers. We all have to sell something and it may even be ourselves. Ooh, ooh, I love that. And I look at how do you define sales? There's two definitions that I look at for sales. Number one, it's a transfer of energy because your energy doesn't have to be in the words of the great J.J. Walker, dynamite like mine, but you better have some sort of gumption, some sort of juice, and you better let it loose because our clients, our prospects, 
They can smell BS from a mile away. They can tell whether you're in it to serve them or whether you're in it to serve yourself. I think they call that me monsters and commission breath. You can have all the tic tacs in the world. It can't cure commission breath. Number two, and I'm not any Patty Stanger, the million dollar matchmaker, but I think we're playing matchmaker. Danielle, we're matching whatever we have, our products, our services, our thoughts, our ideas. You talked about having to sell ourselves. We're matching it with other people's needs, wants, desires, their challenges, hopes, dreams, aspirations, and their problems. And if we're able to make that match, guess what? We are selling. What happens is so many times try to solve problems that people don't have. It's like me going to the doctor and the doctor saying, hey, I'm the best ankle surgeon in the world. Doc, you didn't listen. It's my shoulder, not my ankle. What you talking about, Willis? I remember distinctly, I was looking at solar panels for my house and the sales rep led with, well, these solar panels are graded at this level and they're sold in X, Y, Z countries. And I remember thinking, I don't care where they're sold. I care how it fits my house. And now it's really hard, I find, when you have been successful in career, in a sales career, and you know that when you start to understand what your clients' goals, their problems, if you don't ask the questions on what their problems are, then you're not going to know how your product may or may not solve their problems. And that can be the same approach whether you're in sales or even if you're leading teams. Because you've got to understand if you're a leadership, it's understanding what are your team members' challenges so that you can support them, so you can mentor them, so you can help remove barriers and obstacles so that they can be successful. It's leading with value and problem solving. So true. You're spot on. And really leadership, especially in sales, is selling. You're selling to those that you lead. And When I was a leader, a sales manager, there were three things that I focused on. Number one, we got to hit targets. We got to hit our goals. That keeps the lights on. Number two, learning and growing. As the leader, you've got to lead by example, and then you need to encourage growth atmosphere, growth mindset and environment for your team. Number three, let's not forget it. We got to have fun. If we're doing number one and number two at a high level, we're going to have a lot of fun. I'm glad you brought up fun because being in sales or any other role that you're in, for those of you that are listening, you've got to have fun with what you're doing. If we're going, if we're having the Monday blues or even the Sunday night blues, and we're thinking about, oh, I got to go to work tomorrow because I dread it. You have either that mindset of saying, I'm going to go into work. And even if everything falls throughout the day to the wayside. I'm going to find a way to have fun doing it because we spend more time at work than we do with our family. So it's a matter of having fun, being optimistic, enjoying it. And you also talked about a growth mindset. Let's talk about what a growth mindset is because there's Carol DeWick is a psychologist and she's the one that developed or kind of coined this phrase growth mindset. And what that means is you're either approaching your life with a fixed mindset, which says you are born this way and this is how you're going to be for the rest of your life. Or a growth mindset is a belief that you can learn, you can grow, you can develop, you can learn new skills, 
You can take some of those weaknesses or opportunities that some people say that someone might have, and you can learn to develop skills to overcome them. I love it. And right now, folks are going through some stuff. It's tough. Life is a four-letter word. What I found, Danielle, through my interactions is those that have a fixed mindset and just believe, woe is me. I'm at the mercy of whatever life throws at me. Life throws me a curveball. Uh-oh. I'm just destined to strike out. They're really challenged. They're really stuck in a rut right now. What I see on the flip side is those that are open and are flexible and kind of have made a decision inside that, you know what? Maybe things aren't going as great as I would like them to be. And there's an opportunity for me to learn, for me to grow, for me to look at and really take the perspective of, hey, things might be in a rut, but I'm going to look for the good, the great, and the wonderful. And I'm going to use those lessons to help propel me. And oftentimes when we hit a setback or challenge, it's really in the words of Willie Jolly, it's a setup for a comeback, for us to blow it up. But sometimes folks are so focused on that door that closed, they miss out on the window of opportunity that's right in front of them. So I encourage folks, hey, take it for what it is. It's a growth opportunity. You're either gonna work, you're gonna win or you're gonna learn. And sometimes when we learn, it's painful, but it propels us to success, great success in the future. There are so many times in my life where I have wanted something specific and it didn't happen in the time frame that I wanted it to happen. And then I look back and I say, wow, what a blessing that it didn't happen at that time because maybe life wasn't where it needed to be at that point. Maybe I wasn't specifically ready. Maybe I hadn't been in a position where I had developed the skills for that next level. And that's exactly where I'm at now in the sense of I am so grateful that I had that seven years of leadership working for a Fortune 500 company because what I learned in leading a team through restructuring, downsizing, acquisitions, I mean, you really learn what resilience is and you learn about leading through change. And then you also, the exposure to the leadership development programs on a continuous basis when you work for that large of a company is extremely valuable. And so I think about Sometimes you look back and you go, wow, I didn't realize the exposure that I had to particular roles, to particular experiences were really preparing for that next step in life. It may not have happened when I wanted it to, but it ended up happening exactly when it needed to be. You're spot on. You must have read my mind because I've been working with my coach, really reflecting on my journey line. We've all been through journeys of ups and downs twists and turns, highs and lows. And essentially, when you break it down and you say, this was the experience, here goes what I learned from that experience, and here goes what I'll do differently in the future. Here goes what I'll share with someone else, because we know sharing is caring, but how often do we take those quote-unquote failures, I'll call them learnings, and share those learnings with the next generation, which Danielle, We've been a part of a mastermind, and what I appreciate from the mastermind is the ability for us to communicate, to share wins, losses, what we're learning, and to really support each other, challenge each other, and really help elevate each other to that next level. I mean, it's absolutely amazing to have that network and that community of support. 
Are you feeling burnt out and overwhelmed? Want to advance your career or find a new job? Maybe you want to build an impactful and profitable business. I left a highly successful Fortune 500 sales career to help people develop the grit, resilience, and courage necessary to thrive in a complex and changing market. In the show notes, you will find free workbooks with tips and strategies for attracting your dream job, advancing your career, preventing burnout, and building a business. Take advantage of your free workbook by downloading it now. What I know now being an entrepreneur and whether people are in entrepreneurship or not, I have invested a lot into coaches and in all areas of my business. And I wish I had done that earlier in my career because the growth that I've experienced professionally, personally within this past two and a half years since I started my business is exponential because of the guide between masterminds, between the relationships, between the coaches that I've invested in between the leadership programs I've earned creditations to. I just wish I would have done that earlier in my career. Who knows where it could have been, where I could have been. Maybe it's supposed to have happened exactly the way that it did, but it's so valuable. And there was something you said about failure. And I want to talk about this a little bit. And you could probably relate having a sales background. I learned more from my failures when I didn't get the deal. When I didn't get the business, when the door was shut on me. And actually, the customers that there was the most conflict with strengthened me as a better sales representative and ended up being, if I was able to repair that relationship, ended up being my most loyal customers ever. And I think back to most of the stories that I talk about in my leadership development programs is all about the failures that I had as a manager and saying, here's what I did, here's what I learned, and here's what I would do differently. So I'm grateful for some of those failures, even though that they were hard to go through at the time, but they shaped me into understanding where leaders can do things right and differently. And the thing about quote-unquote failure, it means that you're trying. So often folks are paralyzed due to fear of failure, and I've been there before, they don't want to pursue it. In regards to coaching, entrepreneurship, yes, but even working in corporate, wherever you are, there's benefits of mentorship, of coaching, of investing and up-leveling your skills, your experiences. I mean, I love experiential retreats. It just provides just so much learning, so much interaction, so much networking that you would really have to be intentional to not learn and not take something away. So certainly want to make sure those listeners that are working in corporate today also realize the benefits of coaching, of mentorship, because you can learn two ways. You can learn from your own mistakes. I've got a lot of knots in my head because I'm hard-headed of just making mistakes on my own. Or you can learn from mentors who have already made the mistakes on your behalf and they're willing to share if you ask. Yeah. And be willing to be vulnerable to say, here's a challenge that I'm going through right now. I'm thinking about approaching it this way or that way. And I like to offer, I like to take that approach, right? This is how I'm thinking about approaching it. But can I talk this through with you? What are maybe some blind spots that I'm not seeing? What are some potential outcomes or what I haven't seen? Or, hey, have you experienced this situation before? 
And what have you learned when you've dealt with it? And I like how you say, always look at ways that you can up-level your skills. Whether you are going for a promotion, whether you're thinking about entrepreneurship, whether you're even thinking about, hey, I want to stay in this role as long as I can. I have a lot of clients right now who are saying, I don't want to be in middle management. (laughs) As we've talked about, middle management is sometimes babysitting adults is what it feels like sometimes. And so that it's not as attractive as a role as it used to be. In fact, a lot of people that have had middle management positions are going back into individual contributor roles because they like to be kind of in control of what they do, not responsible for other people and the pressures that go along with it. And honestly, the emotional drain because you're trying to navigate through so many different personalities. But no matter what you plan on doing your career, always invest in developing new skills, invest in becoming an expert at what you do, whether that be through a mentor, through a sponsor, through taking leadership programs, masterminds, I mean, you name it, it is absolutely worth investing in yourself. I love what you said right there. Excellent point. And it's really around being the best you can be, being excellent and stepping into your best version. Now, I wrote a book called Jolt, Get zapped into intentionality, rediscover and believe in your inner greatness. Sometimes folks, as life beats them down, as we go through this four-letter word called life, they sometimes lose their excellence. They sometimes lose just how great they are. And I want to encourage folks that, hey, dream and dream big. No, 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 bigger. Sometimes folks stop dreaming and I'm a big dreamer. I believe that everyone can really go beyond what they're currently doing. I think some people say the sky is the limit. Survey says, nah, I don't believe there is any limit. The only limits out there are the ones that we put on ourselves. So in the words of the great philosopher, I think his name is Ludacris, move, get out the way. You got to get out of your own way so that you can be the best you that can possibly be. And Believe you me, I know sometimes people get stuck in ruts. Sometimes we believe the hype of what other people are saying. Sometimes we believe the hype of what we're saying to ourselves. And my coach said, Larry, you uplift so many people. You're so positive, optimistic with everyone else. But when you start talking about yourself, uh uh-oh, Houston, we have a problem. She said, you bring yourself down. Why don't you give yourself grace? Why don't you lift yourself up, encourage yourself? like you do everyone else. And I can tell you that it's made a world of difference. The words that I speak, the thoughts that I think being intentional about, you know what, Larry, you weren't successful. Some might call it a failure, but you know what? Dust yourself off. It's okay. Let's get them next time. Powerful. I was doing my daily devotional this morning and the message was about being in your purpose. Now in a devotional, it was about following God's purpose. And I think about this time, there was a six month period where my life just drastically changed. But it was a matter of taking a step back and looking at what is my dream? What is my dream? My big, big, big dream. No limits dream. There was a song that I was listening to and it kind of ties into this devotional where it was about rising up into your purpose. Rise up to your purpose. Not society's expectations not how you think that you should be or shouldn't be. What is your purpose? What is your dream? And rise up to it. That's so powerful. 
And Danielle, I know that you're on your author journey, which is amazing. Chapter one of my book, what story are you telling yourself and believing? The great thing is, is that we all have the opportunity to write our own story. We get to write our own story, our own vision. We get to set that. And yes, we can have outside influences, but ultimately right here in our heart, right here in our mind, with the words we speak and the words we write, we can determine where do we want to go, which allows us to put together a plan on how am I going to get there? So many times we dream small because we know that that's safe. It's comfortable. Oh, it feels so good in my comfort zone. But hey, sometimes we got to break out. We got to step out. I think Mia Hamm might have said the best things in life have come one step outside of her comfort zone. That's powerful right there. When I think about that, when I think about those BHAGs, big, hairy, audacious goals that make the little hair I have on my head stand up, that's when I get excited. And I'd be lying if I said I didn't have fear, but fear, uncertainty, and doubt. But the great thing is that even facing fear, uncertainty, and doubt, progressing and still going through it, it's such an amazing feeling. It's thrilling. <laughs> well, before we wrap up today's episode, you have an exercise where you talk about discovering your dream. So for our listeners out there, what are some questions they can ask themselves to discover what their dream is, to discover what their purpose is and put together that plan to put in action? Yeah, it's thoughtful and intentional. Asking yourself the tough questions. If money wasn't a thing, what would you be doing? Think about that. Now, why? Why would you be doing that? What's your purpose? What's your mission, your vision, your core values? Who do you want to impact? Who do you want to serve? Tony Robbins says, the most successful people ask, he says the best questions. I'm going to give the remix and say the most successful people ask the toughest questions. Therefore, they get the best answers. So I just encourage everyone, each and every one of your listeners, viewers, Danielle, to ask themselves the tough questions, which can be tough. It's tough to ask yourself these questions that oh, bring a tear to your eyes, but it really leads to that growth. It leads to that that place that we're all trying to get to. So for those of you listening right now, Larry is talking about these tough questions. And if you want some tough questions to ask yourself, I do have a couple workbooks that are available on my website. One of them is a goal setting workbook. Another one is a career accelerator workbook. Another one's a business building workbook. But all of these workbooks are designed to help you with those tough questions to discover what your core values are, what your purpose is, what your dream is, so that you can dream big and make it happen. Thank you so much for joining today, Larry. You are a boost of motivation and inspiration. I'm so grateful you were on the podcast today. Danielle, thank you so much. Keep shining, keep thriving, keep serving this wonderful community. Thank you for listening to the Unstoppable Grit Podcast with Danielle Cobo. If you found today's episode, resonating and inspiring, kindly take a moment to craft a review. Your review holds the potential for Apple and Spotify to share the Unstoppable Grit podcast with others. Furthermore, consider extending the ripple effect by sharing this episode with those around you, family, friends, colleagues, and anyone who could benefit from the insights and stories shared here. 
Also, be sure to visit daniellecobo.com for more resources on cultivating resilience and unleashing your inner grit. We'll be back soon with another empowering episode. Until then, be unstoppable.